What's up, RHP football fans? This is Matt Hershema once again for another edition of A Charge to Keep, the official podcast of Rio Hondo Prep Football. Uh, I have two very great guests on here today that I'm going to be joined, uh, that are going to be joining me. I should say I'm going to be joined by the guys you'll be hearing a lot of this upcoming season uh, a lot of probably more than you'll be hearing me, even though I'm running this uh, this podcast here. You're going to hear from two guys that are going to be the uh, the eye in the sky, the voice really for you guys that can't make the uh, the football games. We are going to be joined today by both Kyle Horton and Clark Bollinger, the voices of the Rio Hondo Prep uh, Facebook Live video. They give the play by play, the uh, the color anal- analysts analysis, I should say, of the uh, upcoming uh, games, as you've heard from them in the past, two guys that give of their time and are dedicated to Rio Hondo Prep football, uh, much like I am. So I thought, what better way to uh, to uh, kind of kick off the season or kick as we get closer to kickoff than to bring on the guys you're going to be hearing from? Because I know a lot of people are busy. People can't always make the games. And that's one of the benefits uh, of doing the podcast is giving a recap show for those of us that are very busy and just want to tune in and see how the boys are doing. But uh, you know what, when we are able to tune in, it's these guys, uh, right here who, uh, you will be hearing from on uh, Friday nights or whenever the games are played, but the, they, they put a lot of time in, uh, you know what, it's easy to be critical of anyone. I know I get criticized for doing the pod and things I, uh, things I do and say, but it's not easy with the microphone, especially when you're doing it in real time, which, uh, Kyle and, and Clark will be doing, uh, here, uh, in the upcoming season, they've been doing it for a couple of years. And uh, I, I'm, I'm curious kind of how it all got started for them when they started broadcasting the games for Rio Hondo Prep, uh, why they do it. Uh, I think I know why, but I'd like to hear it from them. Um, maybe talk about their playing days a little bit. Um, yeah, just just diving into this uh, this Rio Hondo Prep football season content. Right. I told you guys when I started this new podcast, a charge to keep that it would be all Rio Hondo Prep football. And as we get closer and closer here to the opening kickoff of the 2022 season. Uh, August 26th, hosting the El Monte Lions at Care Park there in Irwindale. Uh, I'm just, I continue to be excited about this. So uh, I'll have some maybe closing remarks after I'm done talking to to uh, Kyle and Clark, but I'm I'm really pumped up about this and just uh, excited that they w- were willing to come on here and talk about uh, Real Honda Pro Football themselves. So let's bring on the main attraction, the official voices of Real Hondo Prep Football, Kyle Horton and Clark Bullinger. Okay, it is now my privilege to be joined by uh, two young men who have given a lot of their time to the uh, the Rio Hondo Prep football program. They are the voices of Rio football. I'm joined by Clark Bollinger and Kyle Horton from the class of 2016. What's up, gentlemen? Hey, how's it going, Matt? Hey, what's up, Matt? Thanks for having us on. Oh, man, it's a, it's a pleasure, guy. It's a pleasure. I like hearing from guys that uh, talk a little bit better than I do. Uh, You guys have done a great job the past few years, uh, you know, working with, uh, you know, working with the broadcasting and everything. Uh, Let me ask you kind of, I guess, one at a time, Kyle, when did you guys start uh, announcing the real football games? So we started really going at it in uh, 2019, 2020-ish, when everybody, you know, was obviously stuck at home. And so they had to have as few people at the games as possible. And so that was our way to broadcast the games to everybody. And so everybody could still watch. And Clark, what do you remember about getting started? If I'm not mistaken, you're, you're really the play-by-play guy 
and and Kyle kind of does the commentary. What do you remember from getting started with this whole thing? Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, basically it started. Yeah, um, Mr. Bray. Um, actually, I was I was working with him on some like maintenance project, um, and he mentioned kind of like just in passing. I was asking him about how he films the games and stuff, and he mentioned like oh yeah, we have a way where we could actually add like an announcer or something like that. And I'm like, oh, no way. That's super cool. Like, um, I'd be interested in doing something like that. And he was like, oh yeah, um, why don't you come on down and uh, we'll, we'll see if we can figure something out. And uh, so, yeah, that was probably in 2019 when we first started tinkering with it. Um, and then Kyle was kind of like uh, helping Mr. Bray with the tech stuff as well. Um, but yeah, it wasn't really until like 2020 um, where we kind of were, um yeah more in our groove a little bit um yeah the first year was a little bit rough with the technology and stuff but uh yeah we've definitely come a long way no i i know a thing or two about that rough rough starts and just kind of figuring out as you go and, and kyle you know you really need to be careful at down at uh, rio ever saying oh man yeah i might be interested in doing that because it's kind of the philosophy at rio that you get the keys handed to you right away and it's like okay take off with this thing yeah, absolutely. You just got to go. And so this project, more than others, has actually progressed a lot faster than I even I anticipated. And we got a lot of cool stuff last year that we just added from last year. And then we have a bunch of other stuff that we're going to be adding this year. So we got a lot of really exciting stuff coming down the line. Oh man, it's evolving. It's, it's fantastic. I love to see it grow. And, and hopefully it's a small piece of the puzzle where we can take a real hundo prep to, to maybe some uh, bigger than it ever uh, we ever thought it could be. Uh, uh, Clark, I want to ask you as uh, you know, the play-by-play -play guy, was it something that was just like, uh, Hey, I want to do that. Or did you, did you have any experience prior to being an announcer, did you want to do this maybe as a kid or was this a hobby? How did this, I mean, where was the, the motivation for you? Yeah, I mean, uh, really growing up, I mean, it was kind of a, a dream of mine um, to do something like that. I mean, uh, if you'd ask my, my family members, um, whenever I was at home when I was younger um, and I was playing Madden or playing, um, you know, MLB The Show, I'd be announcing the game as I'm playing. And so... Um, yeah, it was I, I, it's something that I definitely um, have kind of had like in the back of my my head. You know, I, I never thought I'd get the chance to do it. But yeah, so like when the door opened, you know, that small conversation, with Mr. Bray, it was just like, you know, hey, you know, it's kind of like a small dream of mine just to be able to do something like this. So, you know, just uh, we just took it and ran with it. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's been a lot of fun for sure. It's funny how things work out uh, maybe a little different than you thought they would. Like I always wanted to have this own, my own talk show, radio, you know, talking life and sports. And then a few years ago, it's like, wait, why can't I do a podcast? Even if no one listens, it'll be fun to do. And then all of a sudden the real Hondo prep football idea comes. It's just like, you can do things that you want to do if you're just willing to do them. Like it's just, we'll go do it. You know, that's yeah, kind of, yeah, totally. you know, so it's, it's really cool to see guys that, that, uh, that dive into this. Uh, Kyle, uh, Clark, one more thing you mentioned, you used to announce a lot, uh, who were some of the maybe announcers when you were growing up as a kid that you really liked, or maybe some that you like today? Yeah. I mean, um, you know, growing up in SoCal, I mean, grew up on Vin Scully. I mean, a lot of, um, a lot of announcers that I really like are actually baseball guys. Um, so probably my favorite one and one who I, um, yeah, probably like the best. His name's Hawk Harrelson, uh, the great White Sox 
uh, <laughs> radio guy. Um, and I mean, part of the reason I like him so much, cause like, I mean, I don't really have a particularly like amazing voice or anything, but um, you know, just ha- the way he says things, he kind of throw in some humor or throw in some, you know, some raw emotion. Um, so I, I tend to try and do stuff like that to try and get a little bit more creative uh, when I announce. So I kind of take that from him uh, a little bit, but yeah, yeah, probably those two are probably, <laughs> yeah. Well, you can't go wrong with Vince Scully. He's, he's so poetic. And then Hawk Harrelson. Yeah. And yeah. He's like, this game is over. Like he's yeah, just so much uh-huh. energy. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, yeah, yeah, he also umpires quite a bit, but hey, 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 yeah, they all hey, do. Yeah. Anyway, uh, uh, Kyle, so you're kind of the tech side of things. And what I remember from Mr. Bray, I reminded him of this when he came on my Get Home Safe podcast is Mr. Bray, uh, his oldest son, Doc, was a freshman when I was a sophomore. And he just brought a video camera to watch his, uh, to watch our game, JV game. And uh, I think the varsity, whoever did the filming, didn't have a juice or whatever. And so they said, hey, can you film our game? And so he did. And then this great journey with Mr. Bray started of filming everything. I reminded him of that. He was like, man, yeah, that was just that was just something I did that day. Uh, So, Kyle, for you kind of being the tech side, have you always kind of had that in you? Uh, Or was it kind of been learn as you go? Or where do you find your skills are best uh, behind the scenes with the tech stuff? Oh yeah. Especially, especially in tech. Um, it's very much a learn as you go kind of thing for me and, Oh, let's look this up on Google and see if anything comes up. You know, that's probably, I've had to do that several times when our stream goes out or like, we're trying to figure something out with NFHS. Like that was tough. That was tough. Especially for that charter Oak game. We spent probably the first half an hour. I mean, we were there like an hour and a half early just to make sure we were ready, but then we still weren't ready for the game. So we, we were probably out for the first like 10 minutes or so. We were just scrambling online, trying to look for stuff, see what would work. And we eventually got it up and we got to televise or like broadcast one of the greatest games in RHP history. So that was just a ton of fun to broadcast and a ton of fun to watch. Well, amen to that. And back to Clark here, you know, uh, there have been some broadcasters. They, they've asked, hey, Al Michaels, did you, were you, did you know you were going to say Miracle on Ice? Uh, Jack Buck, we'll see you tomorrow night. You know, did you know you were going to say that? When you said, when, this is the moment I knew I wanted to talk to you guys. And it, 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 was, it, was, it was a vague, I could barely hear you. Uh, Damian Diaz intercepts a pass. He's running up the sideline and or, uh, takes the knee. And you said, I don't want to mess it up. So I'll let you, but you said something along the lines of, of David's uh, David uh, rock has, has made its mark or something, <laughs> basically the whole David and Goliath thing. What exactly did you say? So I don't mess it up. And did you know you were going to say that beforehand? Yeah. So um, yeah. So I, that's really interesting. Cause a lot of people have asked me that, like, man, did you think you were going to say that before? Um, basically yeah, I said uh, David Stone has found its mark. Um, so that was kind of the the phrase that, yeah, just came to mind at the end. I mean, I really didn't think about it before. Um, it was just kind of like, I don't know. It was just, it was just a, an amazing moment. And uh, I knew, um, I mean, thinking before the game, I knew there was going to be some, if, if we were able to win, I was going to have to do some sort of David Goliath thing because that's, I mean, that's what the game was, right? Um but I, I didn't know exactly what I was going to say. So, I mean, that just totally came, came out of nowhere. I don't know how, but uh, yeah. 
I mean, it worked well, out. Even though it, even <laughs> though it was a little planned, it sounded very authentic and real to me. And, and I love stuff like that. It sounded just real in the moment. And I think that's what a lot of people uh, who heard it uh, took with them. To me, it summed up the night perfectly. It was a job well done. And, uh, you know, Kyle, those play-by-play -play guys, they, they tend to get all the credit. They get all the glory. They get to talk the most. But, you know, I know that it's the guys behind the scenes that maybe come up with some stats or, uh, you know, have, have to more of the setup feature that, 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 that do the brunt work. So I want to give you a lot of kudos as well. Uh, what exactly during the game is your primary uh, goal and objective? Uh, Clark is obviously – uh, given the down a distance and then, you know, saying what happens out there. Uh, but what, what, where do you find your role mostly? Is it, is it stats? Is it, is it, uh, you know, just helping Clark out if he messes something up, where, where do you see yourself mostly behind, uh, behind the scenes? So basically I'm just, I'm just there to really try and analyze the game. I have, we both actually bring all these stats and get ready for the game beforehand. And so we have all of those pretty much ready to go. And like, I spent probably uh, six to eight hours watching Charter Oaks film before the game just to have some stuff to like say about them. And it made me realize like watching all that film is that we had a really, really good shot of winning the game. And I even said that beforehand. I was like, Clark, I think this is a 50-50. And despite them having probably more people that were more athletic than us, and just having the overall size advantage, they couldn't, they, the weakness they had was they couldn't pass. And so I just came into this going, our pass defense was not necessarily the greatest last year, but our run defense was just absolutely phenomenal. And knowing that going into the game, I was like, dude, we have a really good chance of winning this game. And so a lot of that is just me going in and watching film. Now I don't, I didn't prepare as much for all the other games as I did for Charter Oak, obviously, but <laughs> It's, it's just that that beforehand, like, okay, this is what we have to do to beat this team. This is what we have to do to beat this team. And how can we not beat ourselves, which is kind of what we did against Campbell Hall. We just kind of beat ourselves. And that was the only loss we had on the season, in the regular season anyway. And so it was just part of that. What can we do? What should we do to win this game? And how are we going to accomplish it? And put that in simple terms so that people not as like football knowledgeable can understand it. Yeah, no, I, I, what's interesting is, you know, uh, your, your analysis there is great because yeah, the pass defense against Campbell hall, who was a pretty good passing team themselves, that, that was what, what beat us. And, and then uh, the following week uh, also in the playoffs there too. Uh, I think that's something that it's, if, if you have to sum up real football, not just the recent years, but forever uh, you're going to be able to run the ball and stop the run, which are two of the, you know, the two of the foundations of any good football team, in my opinion. So, uh, you know, you got to You got to bend, uh, not break sometimes. And I think that's ultimately what uh, Rio did uh, in Charter Oak, that Charter Oak game for sure. Uh, let me go back to guys. When you played, uh, you graduated in 2016. Um, time sure flies. You're both 24 now. Uh, Clark, what can you tell me about, uh, about your real Hondo prep uh, playing experience? Oh man, it was just tons of fun. Um, I mean, yeah, just um, just forging those um, those friendships. I mean, just uh, forming those long term relationships that I know I can go. Um, um, you know, there there are certain guys that I have those lifelong friendships with that um, were formed out there. Um, you know, on the football field, especially. Um, yeah, I know. Um, 
Yeah, our year we we didn't you know do a whole lot when it comes to like postseason playoffs, championships, anything like that. Um, but um, you know, I just I mean I just had tons of fun just um, playing with the guys, and again, like yeah, forming those relationships and just enjoying. Um, I mean, I I think the real high school experience is just um, just was so good for me. Just playing all those sports, um, you know, hanging out with friends. Um, so I just I mean I just really loved my time at Rio, and it was just yeah, it was amazing. Well, it's a big part of what makes this fun is that each of us wore that uniform. And so to be able to, and so we all have that in common, you know, we were years apart for uh, each other, but to be able to have that experience is just something you all kind of, we're all kind of in that, that, uh, the basket together there. Uh, Kyle, what about, what about your, your memories of playing real Hondo prep football? Oh, they're, they're great. I mean, the practices, I mean, everybody knows that, you know, practices that you're just there to, to really like focus on what's going on for that week. So it's not necessarily the most fun, but man, those games, those were, those were something else. Those are experiences that I don't think you can get anywhere else. And I think it's just so important for young guys to have experiences like that. And having the, those experiences in my life really did a lot for me. And so I just hope that through something like this, maybe they hear something or it's something that we talk about during the game or something that makes the little guys go, man, I really want to play RHP football when I grow up. Yeah, no, the, the brand is, is real. And it's, it's something that uh, we're going to continue to promote here uh, with, with uh, the likes of guys like you who are doing great work. Uh, Clark, let me ask you, uh, we'll ask both of you guys, Clark first, uh, since high school, we know what you're doing now with the broadcasting. Uh, what has life been like uh, after high school? I mean, uh, college, are you guys uh, doing other things at Cary Youth League? Uh, what have you been up to the past few years, Clark? Yeah. Um, so after high school, I went to Pasadena City College for two years um, and then transferred to Cal State LA. Um, graduated there in 2020, um, the spring, so right when COVID hit. Um, and then got my degree in communication. And uh, right now I'm actually at a seminary at Talbot School of Theology at Biola. Um, yeah, training to be a pastor. And um, yeah, that's kind of the, the direction that, um, that I'm taking right now. And uh, yeah, I mean, um, still coaching at, uh, at CARE. And um, yeah, just, uh, yeah, kind of going towards pastoral ministry. So that's kind of, kind of my, my goal right now, yeah. Oh man, that sounds, that's wonderful, man. God bless you. That's, uh, that's doing the Lord's work literally. And, uh, you know, also, uh, putting time in there at care and, and Kyle, what about yourself? I mean, what is it? 2020 it's college. Or can you believe high school was uh, six years ago? What, what have you been up to those years? Man, I've been, I've been in college pretty much all those six years. I've been taking my time. Uh, I started off at citrus and spent a lot of time there. And then just last year transferred to Cal Poly Pomona and uh, majoring in business administration with uh, emphasis in computer information systems. And so that kind of plays into like what I've been doing, right. With all yeah. the tech stuff and all that. And so, I mean, I'm actually a senior now at Cal Poly and I'm planning to graduate spring of 2023. And I just moved out uh, of my parents' house like a month ago. So I'm in a new air, I'm in a new place and I'm just trying to get myself situated and I've got all this, <laughs> I've got all this stuff set up. So <laughs> we're looking pretty good right now. We're looking pretty good. Fantastic. You guys are both uh, yeah, living the dream. This is a fun, fun uh, time to be alive. Fun age anyway, I should say. And uh, it sounds like you guys are, uh, have clear direction of what you're doing. And then you get to come and do this, this RHP football thing. Uh, uh, small connection to both of you. 
uh, Kyle, I went to Citrus myself and I was there longer than two years, but uh, that, that doesn't say that on the certificate. <laughs> And, uh, and Clark, I was a communications major uh, also. So we got those two things uh, in common uh, as well. Uh, Kyle, talk to me about uh, maybe some additions this upcoming year. In previous years, kind of it's Facebook Live and Mr. Bray's video. And then you guys, uh, you're able to broadcast through that. You have instant replays, which is cool. Uh, what are some upcoming changes uh, or maybe some of the same we should uh, be prepared for this season? So this year, the biggest change is we're going to be moving from Facebook Live to the NFHS network, the same thing we used for the Charter Oak game. We're going to be using that full time, and that gives us broadcasting rights to all the games. So nobody can come in and take our games and not let us broadcast. We recorded the Campbell Hall game, but we weren't actually able to broadcast it live. And so we were really, we were really uh, burned about that. And so we went, okay. If we go to playoffs and we're not broadcasting, we're going to be really upset. And so last year we kind of did like a Jerry rigging for NFHS. And so we were able to get the game off uh, most of it, but yeah, that's going to be the big thing this year. We're moving to NFHS network instead of Facebook live. And then something new for just the broadcast in general, I think last for the charter Oak game, we tried to do like a little pregame show. I don't think it worked, but I mean, we had everything planned. We had everything ready to go. For our end, it was just the technology didn't like to uh, like to cooperate, yeah. and so we're having pregame shows now. Um, we're gonna have a sideline cam this year. We're gonna have a brand new sideline cam with uh, Mr. Guerrero, uh, JG's dad, and so that's gonna be really awesome. We're gonna have postgame interviews, which we've had, and then we're actually because of all this new stuff, we're getting a dedicated uh, broadcast director, and so. We're uh, currently looking for somebody to be a broadcast director. So Clark and I can just focus on announcing the games and calling the games. Okay. No, very cool. And I, and I had a little bit more plan this year to do as well, uh, being able to attend the games, do some pregame and postgame stuff as well. So I will not step on your toes. Hey, we're just, we're just members of the media. You know, you got ABC and NBC and ESPN there. We're all one big family that are going to get the best uh, content we can. Uh, so that sounds great. Now, now Clark, uh, I, I, I'm assuming you, you know this, uh, but um, as far as accessing the NFHS website, uh, and yeah. getting access to these games, what's the best way for fans to be able to do this? Uh, well, we should um, put it up on our Facebook page if you need to refer to it. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, the, the basically the way you would sign up in order to watch is you would just go to the NFHS um, website and then there's a, you would have to subscribe. They have a little um, subscription thing um, and it would cost you probably $11 a month um, which works out to about two to three dollars a game. Um, so that that would be the only downside to switching over. Um, would be it's not free anymore. Um, although um, you may be able to watch it after afterwards. But um, uh, yeah, that would that would be the 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 way to watch it. And we should put that on the Facebook page. Um, how you can do that. Okay, cool. Well, whatever you guys uh, put out there, I will definitely uh, share as well. And, and yeah, look, it's a couple dollars. I mean, it, it is what it is. You only subscribe for, for two months, then, you know, cancel it is, is how I usually do it when, uh, you know, real games are available. So, uh, but, but what will be nice is that 
subscribing to the NFHS is that we won't have to listen to some random broadcaster. We'll actually be able to listen to you guys. And in theory, right, multiple camera angles. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, we're going to have multiple camera angles this year. And we have the we have the dedicated scoreboard uh, camera as well. Um, I'm not sure if we're getting a score bug uh, from NFHS, but if we were able to, it'd be pretty awesome. And just to add to your broadcaster note, I remember sitting and talking to Clark before the uh, 2020 poly game. And I'm like, dude, we're about to like broadcast at the Rose Bowl. This is going to be awesome. Yeah. And then they... And then NFHS took the game. And so we weren't able to broadcast it. So I went, oh, well, I might as well subscribe to listen to this guy. And no offense to him, but he, he just didn't know the teams. He just didn't know like the significance of that game and what like how many years of rivalry that's like festered. <laughs> and so he called it like yeah. it was just a normal game. He did it. He did a fine job, but he just didn't he didn't quite get understand like the gravity of the game. No. Well, yeah. No. And I mean, if I could add something, too, because um. I think people don't realize how much time, like, um, especially Kyle, I mean, he puts a lot of time into, um, like, before the game, trying to figure out, you know, different tendencies, different things that have happened throughout the year. Um, yeah, and, like, and just random people who are announcing one game, you know, wouldn't know, like, different tendencies that we have or different things like that. Um, so, yeah, that I mean, that is one advantage. Um, and especially, yeah, I mean, going back to even the, the Charter Oak game, um, yeah, I mean, Kyle and I, we had a full, um, I mean, we had a full pregame show. We had a full, you know, almost book of notes. Um, and unfortunately, we didn't really get to use that much of it because um, one of their coaches was actually standing uh, next to us. Um, we didn't think he was going to be there, but he was actually standing next to us. But um, we couldn't even use it all for the Charter Oak game. But um, yeah, we, we do come prepared and we do have a lot of uh, – different storylines and different things um yeah to say during the game no you guys you guys put in you could tell you're, you're not just winging it you got some preparation which is great uh kyle what how in the world do you guys do the instant replay thing? do you have a monitor yourself up there because the first couple times i saw it there you're replaying uh the previous play i was like whoa what is going on here yeah so for the instant replay it's just a feature that the the app that we use to broadcast actually has. And so I don't know how they get it. I don't know how they get it to work. I just press the replay button and it goes. Now, one of the things with that and why we need a director for this upcoming year is because of that replay button, because it, it switches audio sources and it switches back to the recordings audio source. So you don't hear what I'm actually saying or what Clark's saying to commentate over the replay and it'll play over the replay and you have to make that switch super fast. And so with all these, with all this new stuff going in, it's going to be impossible for me to be able to do that. And so I just need a director at this point and someone who's going to be able to do that switch and just really focus on that. And so we can have a really clean replay experience. Yeah. Hey, someone needs to step up. Let's go. Let's go. So it's opportunity, someone out there, get in, get involved. Get involved. Be a part of the uh, the trifecta of this uh, awesome broadcast team here. Uh, Clark, have you had any um, moments you remember that, uh, I don't know, the first couple games in the in the previous years where you, you, you're you tongue twister or anything or or saying the wrong name or anything? <laughs> any any moments like that come to mind? Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I remember the first game we did. Um, it was just me by myself. And um, 
you know, basically announcing the entire game, even through like, um, you know, normally where there'd be like a commercial or like during a timeout, something like that. Um, you know, I was trying to come up with stuff to say literally for like two hours straight. So, um, yeah, it was definitely, um, definitely a, a harder because um, not having Kyle there, just like someone to talk to, it was just kind of like, felt like I was talking into the abyss, like, um, but um, yeah, I mean, there were, there were definitely times where, you know, it takes a while to, to try and figure out, um, you know, to find players and know certain players and things like that. Um, so um, yeah, I've definitely called uh, or had the wrong name, like called it the wrong name before. Um, I think I'm trying to think if I've ever, um, I, don't, I don't know if I've ever said anything like, that I would like regret saying. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. Yeah. <laughs> you know? No, it's 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 but, not as easy as it sounds. You know, to go in there and yeah. just talk or announce uh, or announce what's going on there. So that's for sure. Uh, Kyle, I'll start with you. You know, both of your dads played real hondo prep football, and uh, you know, it's pretty special just going through it as you know, uh, just one person. But let alone to kind of continue. Uh, a family uh, tradition. I mean, Kyle, your nephew or your nephew, your uncle is uh, head coach, uh, Mark Carson as well. So uh, w- when you were coming up playing and even now after, do you still have kind of a, a bond uh, with your dad, you know, uh, Phil Horton who played real Hondo prep. I believe they were teammates, actually, both of your dads. I don't remember exactly, but I think they were. Yeah. yeah. I think they, they want to, I think they want to CIF together. So mm-hmm. That was uh yeah, so that they were a tough act to follow. I mean, my dad was <laughs> my dad still got his all CIF uh award in his on his like workbench in his garage. So I didn't quite get up to that level, but you know, we and I also play a different position than him because he was, I mean, he was scrawny. He tells me all the time about how he faced like this Kansas City, <laughs> the guy played for the Kansas City Chiefs, this fullback, and he was this scrawny little safety and how he was just holding on for dear life. And he said, by the grace of God, the guy tripped on his <laughs> corpse as he ran over him. So <laughs> saved a touchdown. Oh, that's funny. The, uh, the legend grows bigger. I'm sure over the years, uh, <laughs> Mr. Horton, one of my favorite <laughs> teachers, by the way, too, Clark, your dad uh, played it, uh, won two CIF championships, 77 and 79. And of course, yep. 77 as a sophomore, had uh, a pretty pretty famous tackle or something of that nature in that championship yeah. game. Yeah, I mean, uh, I remember him telling us about it. I mean, he doesn't like to talk about himself. Um, he's a very humble guy. Um, but, uh, yeah, I remember him telling us that, that story as a kid, um, you know, him uh, just basically not really doing much the whole game. Um, but then, yeah, <laughs> making that one big tackle on the goal line, you know, just tripping the guy up and – it ended up, you know, save it, giving them a chance to win. So yeah, that, that's a cool story. And he, yeah, he doesn't really talk about it that much, but, um, but yeah, it, it, it's a cool moment. It's cool to have that legacy in the family, you know, from yeah. both of you guys and, you know, to have that in common for sure. Uh, Kyle, I'm going to ask uh, you about the defense since Uncle Mark, uh, that's what he specializes in. And then Clark, I'll come to you uh, about the Rio offense. Uh, if you guys are up up for that. Uh, good. Mm-hmm. What do you see, Kyle, defensively um, that I get that makes 
Rio so successful defensively. They run that weird three, three, five defense. Uh, I, I was in, I was at the Coliseum watching USC and BYU with your uncle uh, when he saw BYU running this and he, the wheel started to spin as to, Hey, that might work well for, for real Hondo teams. Uh, what, what, what is your interpretation or not interpretation? What is your thoughts on, on the defense and maybe what we can expect for some, some guys this upcoming year? Yeah. So the three, three, five, that's just one of the more unique defenses is very rarely run anymore because of all the air raid stuff that's been going on. Uh, it's just, it's almost impossible to run it at this point. And because it just leaves, it leaves so many holes right in the middle of the field. And so for our defense, we're basically daring the other team to throw. And if they can, if they got a really good quarterback, we're in a lot of trouble, but it just really goes to show like how good, like we have six guys in the box and we have like a ridiculously low yards per rush attempt or something. It's like, it's like 2.4 or something like that from last season. It's something ridiculous, but um, yeah, we lost our D line is usually like the very front. Right. And it's just like, we had such a strong D line last year with Ryan, of course. And then we had Royal and Paul, in there and they just plugged it up. It was really awesome to see that. And everybody was focused on Ryan and all the teams were scheming for Ryan. They forgot that, you know, Paul and Royal, they're all league guys. And they're like, they're, they're not, they're not like uh, short stuff either. So no, uh, I remember, I remember Paul coming through a lot in that charter Oak game because they schemed so hard for Ryan. Um, man, in terms of like linebackers, we lost Jaden, you know, like a lead, a lead tackler and, so we got a lot of guys that are, we got a lot of positions to fill on that defensive side and we're really going to have to step up this year, but I'm excited to see who does and who comes out of, uh, who comes out of summer camp. Yeah. Well, and, and just for a couple more defensive thoughts is that, you know, when you have only three down linemen, those guys really have to be active and really, uh, you know, hold, hold gaps and maybe control an extra uh, blocker or two. Um, and, and the, the beauty too, it, it fits the real Hondo kind of mold is you've got a lot of hybrid type guys, guys that are kind of that in between of a lineman and a linebacker in between a lineman and a safety. And so you got Blitzen coming from, uh, all kinds of different directions. And then you gotta be really, uh, we'll say trustworthy with, with the three, the three guys really that are, are key in pass coverage. And, and you're going to give up some yards. You just can't give up uh, a ton of yards. Yeah, exactly. And I think that that reminded me of my time playing. I mean, when I was a senior, I was six, five, I'm six, five now, but I mean, I was 190 pounds. I didn't have that much, but I was, I was a stick man. And so I had to cover a lot of ground, especially on the outside because I played defensive end. And so I just had to cover a lot of that outside gap. And so I'd have to take on a lot of times just two, two uh, offensive linemen and they'd come over and try and block me. And my, my thing was I was fast and that's what these guys had Royal and Paul and Ryan, they're all just fast. And so they all attacked really well. And so they were able to beat those guys, even though sometimes they would get double, even triple teams uh, like our favorite players uh, in the NFL do. Yeah. Oh, for sure. It, uh, especially the Rio defense It's about team defense, taking on an extra blocker, uh, you know, helping out, doing whatever you got to do, gang tackle, you know, no missed tackles and get, get the ball, get the, get ball, the ball. Right. Oh man. Uh, Clark, let's talk mm -hmm. offense, man. Uh, I still, I don't, I can't explain the Rio offense. It's so unique. It's so different. It's very <laughs> run, run oriented. 
Um, but every now and then you, you, you come up with a, a play action pass that goes a long way. Uh, what are your thoughts on Rio Hondo prep offensively? Yeah. So, um, I mean, it ain't a secret what we're going to, what we're going to try and do. We're going to try and run the ball. Um, and I think this year it'll, it'll look a little bit different than last year. Um, last year, you know, it was a heavy workload of Jonathan Guerrero, um, Tio Ortega, um, kind of those smaller, quicker, faster guys. Um, I, I think this year we'll, we'll start, start to see some new faces. I mean, Ryan will kind of be the main guy in the backfield. Um, one guy I'm really excited to see is uh, uh, going to be junior quarterback Armando Carvajal. Um, just to see how he he comes in in his first you know real year where he's gonna you know get get all the starts. Um, just to see how he reacts to it. Um, you know, good kid, good leader. Um, really excited to watch him play. Um, and then you know just the the O line. Um, we're we're gonna see some younger guys. Um, we may even see um, a couple freshmen. Um, but um, yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a little bit different looking um, than last year, but. We should see a lot of the same schemes. Um, you know, I've got, gotten to talk to a couple of players. Um, uh, I know Joshua Tafflinger is um, really excited. He might try and play some tight end, but um, yeah, our O line. So um, yeah, just just some some new guys. Um, but um, yeah, kind of that same run first offense, and then maybe incorporating some play action and things like that. Yeah, when you lose, you know, nearly five thousand yards uh, in the backfield with just Jonathan Guerrero alone, uh, you, you know, it's going to look a little different. Uh, you do what fits your personnel real pretty much uh, does similar things every year. Uh, but I don't think we're going to see Ryan McCullough getting 30, 40 carries a game. Uh, you got to no, mix yeah. it up. He stands out too much. Right. Uh, I am with you there, Clark on, um, on Armando and, and seeing him work as a junior. Um, we may see some, maybe some running plays called for him, uh, you yeah. know, maybe option zone read type stuff that uh, hasn't been in the, the, the playbook the past few years, because he does seem very versatile. I've seen, he's got a very strong arm, but he can run the ball a little bit. We saw that last year as a, as a wide receiver, even. So I think we're going to see a, a little dual threat from Mr. Armando there. Yeah. I mean, hopefully. Um, yeah. I mean, he had a couple of really nice uh, long runs last year on like reverses, stuff like that as receiver. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think um, I think we'll we'll see a lot of that from him. Yeah, I'm not sure what uh, Coach Johnson has planned as far as like designed runs or anything like that. But um, but yeah, I'm, I'm I mean I'm excited to see. So yeah. Yeah, and we got uh, I think Colby Johnson, uh, you know, is a return yeah. lineman. Will probably cut, cut probably be the leader uh, on that O line. Uh, you know, most most linemen yeah. at Rio, they're going they're going both ways, right? So it's like here we go. Let's let's punch you in the mouth and then get up and do it again. Yeah, no, and I, 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 that's another guy I'm really excited to see is Colby. Um, just, I mean, even last year, I mean, he's, he's had so much um, varsity reps experience and, uh, you know, he's, he's only going to be going into his junior year. Um, so he's, yeah, I think he's really going to blossom this year on that O-line. And um, I think, um, yeah, he'll, he'll definitely be a good leader, especially um, seeing some younger guys getting more of that playing time. Um, I think he'll, he'll, turn into that kind of uh, O-line leader for them, for sure. Now, did you guys play, you guys will see 2016. So uh, coach Ken Drain was still uh, the head coach at that time, right? He was. Yep. 
Yeah. Kyle, what can you tell me about your memories of uh, Coach Drain, who, who coached for so long and, uh, you know, had so much success for the program? He definitely could get loud a, a time or two, but uh, was special to so many of us. Yeah. And believe it or not, not a lot of my memories of him were from football. A lot of the time he was just kind of he was just kind of there to make sure that the team was doing good and make sure everybody was doing their jobs and stuff. Or you go over to one of the coordinators and say, Hey, this needs to happen or something like that. <laughs> you move on calling the timeouts. My bet, my greatest memories from him were actually from basketball where he was actively the head coach and he would just yell at us like crazy. Our basketball, our basketball <laughs> team had a lot of expectations. Uh, the previous year we'd gone to the semifinals in, for CIF. So we had a lot of expectations and it was a lot of the same guys on the same team. And so one of my best memories was uh, we were playing junior year. It was a playoff game. I don't remember where it was. It was somewhere a little farther North, like on the coast and it was halftime and we were, we were way better than the team we were playing. Mr. Drain knew it, but I mean, we were only up by like, I think it was like four points. We might've been down two. And so he go, he just walks up to us. He, he makes us go outside the gym first. That was the first, that was the first terrifying thing that happened. We just walked right outside the gym because they didn't have a locker room for us really. And so as soon as the door <laughs> closes and it closes so slow, I remember it closing so slowly. It just going, and it finally closes and he just starts screaming at us. Like the first thing he says, he goes, gentlemen, you don't get points for hitting the rim. <laughs> You don't get points for it in the backboard. You don't get points for it in the rim. You get points for putting it in the basket. <laughs> what is going on? So he just started. He just started going down the line, just roasting everyone and just telling everyone what they were doing wrong. And it was just, it was just one of those moments where everybody was like, "Oh man, we better not lose this game. If not for our own <laughs> pride, but for Mr. Drains." <laughs> so we did, end up that, we did end up winning that game uh, pretty convincingly, but. Um, yeah, that was just that was just one of my favorite moments from Mr. Drain because he was quiet for a lot of the time. But every once in a while, we do something really dumb or just really bad, and he would just get on us. Yeah, like crazy. He, he'd fix it quick. <laughs> I, I think everyone listening who who played for him, listening right now, who's played for him, could hear his tone exactly. Gentlemen, <laughs> that is. That is spot on. Clark, what, what about you? What are your memories of uh, Coach Drain? They don't have to be all, scree you know, getting screamed at or whatever, but yeah. he was he was the head football coach for so long and, and did such a great job that, uh, that you know, you got to have a memory or two of him. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, I think, um, yeah, a, a lot of uh, memories um, from other sports as well. But, um, yeah, in, in football, I mean, he was very um, – it was kind of different how he coached football. It was more, um, he was more quiet, you know, didn't quite say as much. Um, but, but when he spoke, you know, you knew it was going to be something really important. So, you know, I feel like I only had probably a handful of conversations with him, uh, you know, during the game. Um, I, mainly I was talking with Randy or with Mark. Um, but yeah, um, it, there was no question who was, who was calling the shots on the sideline. And uh, yeah, it was him for sure. Um, I mean, I remember, um, yeah, he, he never yelled at me at all, except for one time. Um, I remember we were in practice and um, I was quarterback and we were doing little screen passes. Um, and for, for some reason, I don't know, I just, I just couldn't throw it to uh, Domenico, who was uh, doing these outs like, 
probably two or three in a row I threw like right at his feet um and I remember after I threw the third one he's like he just turns and he just goes throw it to him just throw it to him and I remember I remember that was literally it like that's the only time he's ever yelled at me like in any sport at all um but yeah I remember just uh just his leadership and just him, uh, especially in the in the club meetings, I think mm. was probably uh, uh, where he affected me the most. Um, just tons of different club meetings, you know. Um, he 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 did a a good club meeting. I always remember on uh, running to win, um, and just everything you do, you know, glorify God and everything you do, run to win. Um, and uh, yeah, so he he definitely was, uh, and uh, yeah, still is um, one of those those uh godly figures in my life that helped make me who I am today and I know a lot of other people feel the same way so yeah 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 I can definitely uh when when I'm having kind of a a slacker day or something I can just hear that his voice kick in and say okay all right get into gear here pick it up personal let's go and I did get that uh time or two also throw just throw it to him yeah (laughs) my bad yes sir yes sir uh and then the basketball (laughs) thing yeah I I I was trying to gain points by hitting the rim all the time but it just never (laughs) they never added up uh Kyle your uncle coaches the team as as we mentioned uh Mm -hmm. I want to ask you both about Coach Carson, his kind of era here in taking over and maybe what he's brought to the table, uh, you know, what uh, his style will say. I mean, Kyle, for you being uh, his nephew, is it is it fun for you to see him in action and maybe even before he took over to see that, hey, one day uh, Uncle Mark here is going to be the head coach of real football? Yeah, see, I didn't I wasn't even exactly sure I saw the head coaching position coming. but when, when I used to play, I played, I got hurt my senior year from a, like a Wednesday morning basketball practice. And so I was, I was only going one way at the end of the year. I was only playing defense. So the only one I was really talking to was uh, Mark and uh, just trying to figure out like what I was doing wrong or like what I could do better. And uh, it was just really at that point, it looks like it was going to be uh something that just like I thought Mr. Drain was just going to coach forever I thought he was just going to coach his entire life he was going to go till he dropped but uh there was a couple moments uh near the end of that season where you really saw the head coach come out of him um that where he would just kind of take control um not necessarily away from Mr. Drain but like just in the way he said things and the way he spoke um just really gave off that uh, head coach vibe yeah. Oh, definitely. He's, he's always been a head coach. Uh, when he was coaching the Tigers at, you know, at uh, Wingate park, it's like, you could just see him even at a young age, just uh, taking things to the next level. Uh, Clark, what do you make of, of, of Mark Carson being the head coach? Uh, just again, his style, it is different. It doesn't make it better or worse than maybe coach strain, but it is yeah. kind of a new era here of real Hondo football and Mark's fiery, just like coach Drain was. And uh, what are your thoughts on um, the way coach Carson has been doing things the past few years? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I think what he's been doing is great. Um, just the, the way he's run the program has just been, has been awesome. Um, yeah. It's definitely a different style than Mr. Drain. Um, he's, uh, you know, more upbeat, more energetic um, on the sideline. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think the kids really, really can relate with him and, uh, um, uh, you know, I know he, he's brought in a good staff as well. There's some, some other coaches that, that have come in and, uh, kind of helped out a lot as well. Um, but yeah, and especially I think, um, 
on social media, I think the presence uh, is a lot better um, than it used to be for sure. Um, I think he's part of that. And then, um, yeah, I mean, just, uh, I mean, he's he's been at RHP for so long and doing a lot of the same things he's always done, but uh, yeah, but. It's, but yeah, it's all one. Great it's all one big family for sure. And, and he's been, he's just continuing the tradition. I remember when we were uh, juniors, we had shirts with all the championships on the back and it said the tradition continues. That was our big thing. And uh, I thought that was uh, well done. Mark's always been really good at that pushing the program. And, and I know each of us is, are, are doing are doing our best uh, to continue that on, on that note, if you had to sum up real Hondo prep football, what it means, what uh, you know, you mentioned the David versus Goliath thing, but, just the real hondo prep football brand where it's been where it's now where it's going uh how would you guys sum that up kyle i'll let you go first man that's a that's a quite that's a loaded question that i would <laughs> i'm gonna have to i would say rio has always been about being the underdog and being the tougher guy you know hmm. we come to games and a lot of times we're just ready to hit before the other team is and you see it all the time and all in like even in down years and and in up years you just you just see us ready to hit before uh, our opponents and just our sense of all right it's game time let's go first the first play we're going out and we're hitting these guys in the mouth we're setting the tone right off from the first play we're going to run it right down their throats the whole game we're going to blitz them like crazy we're just going to do all this stuff that just tries to get them off balance and just an unwavering amount of relentlessness. I love it. I love it, man. Very, very well said. You got me ready to put on a chin strap now, man. I'm ready to rock. Uh, Clark, Clark, uh, reels again, football has been in both of your families yeah. a long time. You, uh, you know, your brother played as well and uh, both of you. And so what's uh, what is real football? If you had to sum it up, what is, what is that RH behind me? What does that mean to you? Oh man. Um, I mean, yeah, like you said, I've, I've just grown up, um, in the, the RHP program and care all that. Um, and I'd say like tradition is a big thing. Um, and then, I mean, it's, it really is tough to get away from just the fact, um, that we are smaller, like just always pretty much than, uh, than the team that we're playing against. Um, you know, I mean, you look at the, I mean, the charter Oak game, uh, you know, they were, there were, 4,000 kids on at Tartar Oak, and then there's only 100 at RHP. So it's like, you know, I think that David and Goliath kind of attitude is uh, is one that we always take with us to the football field, and uh, it's something we've always had um, at RHP for sure. Um, so I think being the little guy, but also, you know, um, being fundamentally sound, being, uh, you know, playing good, clean football um, is all, you know, all what RHP football is all about. Yeah, for sure. And I think uh, Mark does, has done a great job in kind of really implementing, uh, say, the alma mater into the program. It's after team dinners. It's, uh, you know, before games. It's, of course, after the games. But to me, if you just look at the words, if you if you really think about what, what the words mean, what each sentence represents, to me, that sums up not just the Real Honda Pro football program, but the entire uh, school experience. And, and I always say, especially with this show, man, no matter where we end up in life, we all, we all have that charge to keep still, you know, we still have an, a strict account to give. Uh, we rep, we all 
we only represent real football a short time on the field, but we need to always represent it whatever direction uh, we end up going in life. So that's just one man's opinion. But I, I, I think that uh, if you just look at the alma mater and you don't just recite the words, but truly believe those words, uh, I think it'll it'll take each of us a long way. And it really sums up the program. Well, uh, as we kind of get around third here for the final uh, segment or so, um, again, just to kind of repeat some stuff about this upcoming season, uh, August 26th, the home game, home opener against the El Monte Lions, uh, state champs a few years ago. Um, what's, how are we going to be able to, to find you guys and listen since there are some changes, Kyle, what's the, uh, the best way to, uh, to stay up to date and what you guys are doing. So the best way to stay up to date is the uh, RHP Facebook page and or like the RHP football page. I'm not exactly sure which one it is, um, but we're going to post all that stuff about how to access the games on NFHS and all the stuff that's coming. And we're just really excited for this season to get underway as we uh, evolve the broadcast as it becomes more and more professional, so to speak. And uh Man, I wish I had it, but I wish I could show you the uh, book of uh, the Charter Oak game that I have because I have this whole binder thing. It's this <laughs> huge binder. It's got it's like that thick with like notes and stuff like that. I actually have it still. I actually saved it, but um, it's not in the house. It's at my parents. So I wish I could show you guys, but I don't I don't have it with me right now. But uh, yeah, NFHS is where we're going to be streaming. Uh, we're going to try to do pregames for every game. Uh, just like so we can get all of our pregame notes, like keys to the game and all that stuff in before even the first kick starts. So, so NFHS. yeah, NFHS, got it. And you could I subscribe on there. Again, it's, uh, you know, whatever, 11 bucks a month, and you can pick which is your favorite team so you can get notifications, everything. And so, Clark, with the, the pregame and postgame stuff, you guys are planning if the game's at seven to maybe just start that video 10, five minutes before the game and to do, to, to do kind of some analysis before then. Yeah. So, so the goal would probably be 15 minutes before the game to um, yeah, just have the broadcast running. Um, and then, yeah, just kind of giving some, some keys to the game or some things we might be looking for. And also it just kind of gives people a chance to, to you know, to log on and to, to kind of get going as well. Um, mm-hmm. But but yeah, so that, that's kind of the plan as far as that goes. And also, um, one more note, um, if you do subscribe to that, um, that channel, you can, um, you can watch um, any game. Like, like if you sign, sign up for the subscription for NFHS, you can, you can watch any game literally nationwide. Like, um, and you can also watch past years of, of RHP things that have been uh, – that have been on NFHS. So like, I know you can watch, like there's some old uh, like girls championship basketball games or like stuff like that. Um, so there's, there's a couple other things you get as well when you subscribe, but um, yeah. Cool. Very cool. Yeah. Hey, it's, 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 it's $11. I mean, it's a uh, times are tough right now for people, but I, I think it's more than worth it. And especially if you're going to get the multiple camera views, I know uh, Mr. Guerrero doing a great job there. So that's going to be a big help. I, I will be there probably just doing little Facebook live clips. You know, I won't do anything like I did before where it was like minutes long. It'll be, you know, one play here, one play there. Uh, again, not to step on your guys' toes. Uh, anyway, any, any final remarks here as we wrap it up? I mean, the season is fast approaching. I can't wait. I'm excited. I'll, I know Kyle, you're probably already doing a bunch of research and starting another, uh, another uh, playbook. Yeah, we got two more months. 
uh, hope the boys are hope the guys are ready to go uh, when it's game time. Uh, summer camps, those are long. They're long, hard days, but you get through those days and it really it really does become worth it. Yes, sir. And indeed. And Clark, you're going to got to rest up that voice, man. I mean, it's hard to go from zero to 100 on August 26th. So you got to pace yourself, my friend. Not, you know. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, I think. Yeah, I think the goal this year is to. Yeah, I mean, we kind of tried to do it last year, but to, to kind of bring up those guys um, in the broadcast who normally don't get their name called that much, you know. Like, everyone knows the name Gio Ortega. Everyone knows the name Jonathan Guerrero, Ryan McCulloch, right? But, um, you know, um, trying to get those those guys who normally don't get their name called as much, trying to give them some recognition and, you know, trying to, to you know, give give the entire team uh, some time and just, uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's what it's all about. That's why football is the greatest team sport out there because it takes all 11 guys to uh, run a play. Ryan McCullough can run for a touchdown, but you know, someone's got to snap it, hand it to him, blah. I mean, that's what makes uh, football great. TV, uh, the greatest team sport out there, in my opinion, you guys need your own like uh Facebook page, just the dynamic duo or whatever. The uh, <laughs> Clark, Clark and Kyle, the Clark and Kyle uh, char- charge to keep. Uh, hey, Clark C Kyle. K. I I don't know. I'm thinking outside the box. Here. <laughs> you need your own. You need your own Facebook page where you guys can, throw content out for everyone. Just a suggestion, just a yeah. suggestion. so everyone knows where to find all the uh, NFHS stuff too. Well, we got to, um, we got to also maybe do some sort of like a collab during a game or something, maybe like go down to side reporter, Matt Herzma or something like that. You know, I'm in, <laughs> I'm in, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know much, but I, I could tell you, uh, yeah, I could tell you my opinion of uh, how, yeah, throw it down to me and be like, hey, the, the boys are huffing and puffing or hey, the lions or whatever, <laughs> whatever you need. I can, I can, uh, I, I'm here for you. I, I, I'm here to serve you guys. Absolutely. <laughs> well, that's awesome, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> guys, I can't thank you enough for doing this. Uh, thanks for all that you do for Real Hondo Prep Football. And uh, hey, th- we're just getting started, as as Coach Carson always says. Let's uh, let's take this thing and try to promote it as best as best we can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks for having us on. You got it guys. Uh, good luck on the preparation. I know it takes a lot of work behind the scenes and, and Clark, Hey, maybe not as many announcements while playing video games, rest the voice a little bit. Don't get too carried away. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'll try it. I'll try and uh, control myself when I'm playing Madden next time. <laughs> That's right. We're going to need you hundred percent. Come August, August 26th, beat the lions guys. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Yeah, thank you. for sure. Thanks Matt. Well, there you go, Real Hondo Prep football fans. Uh, if that doesn't get you ready for the season, I don't know what will. For those of you that cannot make it out to uh, see the action live in person, for those of you that can't have uh, season tickets, if you will, hey, you got options here. Uh, you can hear Clark and Kyle there on the broadcast, and and you know they they put so much work into this uh, behind the scenes. They're just they're they're giving of their time, and I think that is absolutely wonderful. So uh, you know, don't hesitate to get on there and subscribe to NFHS. Uh, .com.org. I always forget, but it's there. Uh, you know, it's, it's a few dollars and if nothing else, if you watch one game, well, that's what it, what it would cost to attend the game, right? I think it's like $10, $8, whatever it is to attend a real game in person. So with $11 a month, you get four or five games. So think of it that way. And you get to watch it from uh, your living room on the TV or on your laptop or whatever. 
but uh, they're, they're doing a great job there. So support them by uh, supporting real Hondo prep football. And again, you can watch previous games. You can go back and watch games. Even if you attended the game, you can then go back and rewatch it maybe and listen to the broadcast. So there's always that, right? So there's, there's different ways to, uh, to support these guys and uh, Hey, give them, give them some listenership and maybe we'll have them back on the podcast later in the year. Uh, as we continue to chat real Hondo prep football here on the official podcast of real Hondo prep football, a charge to keep uh, guys, more big, uh, guests and, and events and podcasts here on the charge to keep podcast, uh, pretty soon here. Once the season starts on August 26th, we will be doing a full, uh, recap show and preview of the upcoming appointments, appoint opponents. So stay tuned for all that. Uh, obviously you've heard a few other guests here on the podcast, specifically dedicated to real Hondo prep football, as we build up here to the kickoff against the El Monte Lions on August 26th in uh, the first game of the season for the Rio Hondo Prep Cares of 2022. Can't wait for that, guys. So uh, for those of you that are new to the podcast, please continue to su- support it, whether it's Apple, Google, Spotify, uh, Amazon. However you listen to this podcast, please subscribe just so you get the notifications. Uh, we're also here on YouTube, uh, the YouTube channel, Charge to Keep Podcast. Uh, subscribe there, no charge, of course, just to stay updated with our upcoming episodes and during the football season, as I just continue to echo, I will be there live at games, do a few Facebook live videos, uh, but they will be under the new platform, a charge to keep. So if you haven't uh, given a like or a follow on social media, uh, a charge to keep on Facebook, Twitter, uh, even Instagram for some photos there. Um, be sure to uh, subscribe and follow any way you can here to the charge to keep podcast. Cause uh, this is just, this is like the uh, real Hondo radio network, if you will. Now that I have have this separate from my, uh, char- uh, excuse me, my get home safe podcast, which I'm still doing and uh, still give my opinions there uh, weekly on that podcast. But for now uh, charge to keep it's football season, or it will be shortly. Uh, it's all about real Hondo prep football. And I hope you guys find uh, this stuff as exciting as I do. And, and get you uh, get you ready to go for the upcoming season. We can't kick this thing off soon enough. Guys, thanks for tuning in. A big thank you to Kyle Horton and Clark Bollinger, not just for the great work they do uh, in broadcasting Real Hondo Prep Football, but also for their thoughts on today's show. It was a blast talking with you, with those guys today. And uh, man, can we can we kick this thing off? Have I said that already? All right, I'll get I'll get out of your way, guys. I'll get out of your hair, and uh, we can go about our lives. But Real Hondo Prep Football. It's coming up quick. I hope you guys are ready, guys. Oh, it's going to be so, so, so much fun. But guys, that'll be uh, today's uh, final thoughts on the show. We are moving on. We'll be here again next week and uh, looking forward to more and more episodes as we eventually will be doing a weekly show uh, on Sundays and, and putting out again, recapping and previewing the upcoming games, much like we did last year on the Get Home Safe podcast. Guys, have a great weekend. Have a great rest of the summer as we approach kickoff here for the Real Hondo Prep season. But guys, in moving forward, this is a reminder to be, let's see here. I don't want to mess this up. I think I messed it up last time, uh, the, the, the phrase that I wanted to use. Yes, humble in victory, gracious in defeat. I think I flipped that last time, which is kind of the way I do things. I always flip things. But anyway, I guess you could be uh, humble in defeat as well as gracious in victory. I, I don't know. I think it works. But either way, uh, this is a reminder to all of us to be humble in victory, gracious in defeat, because we all do have a charge to keep. A charge to keep I have, a God to glorify, a never
soul to save and fit it for the sky. Arm me with jealous care as in thy sight to live. And, O oh, thy servant, Lord, prepare a strict account to give.